your Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Welcome to the Football Friday edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kahn. You can follow me on Twitter at Pat Sports Guy. Follow Cammie at Cammie Angie or follow the show at Locked On Horns on Twitter. Cammie, Football Friday means we're 24 hours away, depending on when you're listening to this. It could be less than that. 24 hours away from kickoff. Texas, Texas Tech. We're going to get into that. Uh, we're going to get into the Big 12 today. We're going to get into our X factors, our game picks for this one. Uh, but first, I want to remind you that this episode of the Lockdown Longworth Podcast brought to you by our friends over at rockauto.com. For all your automotive needs, quick, easy, efficient, rockauto.com. Just tell them Lockdown Longhorn sent you. All right, Cami. So Thursday night, uh, 2022 quarterback Quinn Ewers was on the football field. Not quite in the game. It was kind of live action, non-live action, more of a scrimmage type deal with DeSoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, uh, you got to see some of the – they were doing a, a good job. Nick Harris of 24-7 was doing a good job of sharing some videos. Uh, Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas did a good job of sharing some videos. And I just want to tell you, I watched some of these videos, and this kid's arm – talent Mm -hmm. is electric i was just gonna say he makes it look easy tossing it what 70 i want to feel like it was like 70 yards downfield or something like 60 yards yeah 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 ewer's ability to throw off his back foot with a flick of the wrist that's mahomes-esque i I mean that's that that's the arm talent And and it goes to show you the reason why this kid there's a lot of hype around him, and there's a reason why he's the number one quarterback in the class. And at one point, he was the number one overall prospect, depending on your rankings, mm-hmm. whichever you want to look at. I know they dropped him down a little bit, but, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. When, when you watch this kid, when you watch him throw, there's a lot to be excited about. I mean, and, and you know, I watched Mahomes in high school, and there's nothing that I didn't see. Now, maybe Mahomes was a better athlete as far as running the football and things of that nature, but don't. Don't think that Ewers doesn't have it in him because I saw a couple plays where he he ran the ball pretty well. But uh, when it comes to throwing the football, uh, this kid has it. Right. Yeah. And I I thought it was actually pretty cool what he said when he was interviewed after that scrimmage type of game or whatever you want to call it. Um, They were talking about his recruiting and things like that in regards to Texas. And he literally said, stay loyal to the soil in Austin. So I thought that was pretty cool. And so I definitely don't have any concerns about him ever backing out. And he's obviously going to be one of their top recruiters. So uh, that was cool. Yeah, you got him, Faison Wilson, uh, kind of already – Jalen Gilbro, Gilbo, uh, out of the Houston area. He's another guy that, you know, a lot of guys are excited about. He, on the defensive side of the ball, Jay Valai is doing a good job recruiting these guys. Um, there's obviously in Frisco, you have Evan Stewart, who's the guy that they're looking at. Uh, you know, so so there's, there's a lot of talent in Texas and, and with viewers in the fold and, and kind of being that recruiter, much like Jalen Milrow was when he was committed to Texas. Uh, but yeah, it was just I wanted to start off talking about yours because I was watching some of that stuff last night and I was like, I was like, holy cow, this kid's the real deal as far as what he looks like on the field and 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 I think that he brings that same level of hype that you're seeing uh, with Oklahoma and Spencer Rattler. I think you know he has that same talent level that people are going to be excited about. Oh, for sure. I think they 
they already are as young as he is. And I think those ratings that we're, that you were just talking about could actually uh, go back up that way to where he's, uh, I guess, tied with Vince Young as one of the highest graded recruits ever. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it's totally understandable if you watch him play why he's graded that high. I'm unsure why Rivals is so much lower than 24-7 sports and ESPN, but um, we typically follow the ratings for 24-7 sports, uh, yeah, especially, 24- but yeah. Yeah, 24-7, and, and of course their composite, we take a look at that as well, you know, as they kind of take one score from each side and, you know, bring them all together, kind of give you an average look of how people are looking at this kid. But, yeah, I mean, number one quarterback, it's it's hard not to get excited. But let's talk a little bit about this Texas game coming up. Uh was reported yesterday uh, by 24-7 that Jake Smith has been ruled out for the game. He never really got to test that hamstring so they're going to hold him out for another week hopefully get him back for the home the big 12 home opener against tcu so but it makes you wonder what is this offense going to look like when they take the field on saturday i tend to think there's going to be a lot of 12 personnel yeah and herman actually already said that so i don't think he's trying to hide that at all he has very versatile tight ends that he can put on the field at any time but that's still a big loss for texas because obviously I think his teammates and fans and us, and we've been talking about that slot position and how Jake's going to excel there this season. And so I still think um, he's going to be one of Texas top receivers, but it was a, it was a weird situation because they came out, I guess the sources for horns 24 seven came out and said that um, it wasn't necessarily his hamstring. It was that he was sick this week. And if he doesn't practice on Thursday, he's not going to play that type of thing. But I I don't know what to believe necessarily. They obviously said it wasn't uh, COVID related by the way. But I'm not sure if he actually got to test that hamstring out or not because they said it seemed like his hamstring was good to go. So that's a positive sign moving forward. Hopefully he just had maybe a little upper respiratory infection like they mentioned could be the cause. But, yeah, that's that's significant for Texas, I think, because obviously you want to have your best players out there when you're uh, having an opening conference game like that. Yeah, but, you know, it's like we said earlier in the week, or at least I said, if he's not 100%, there's no reason to stick try and stick him out there for this game. Um, you know, it's not to talk down Texas Tech, but obviously they have plenty of talent. Obviously, this is an opportunity for Brennan Schooler. This is an opportunity for Ty Money. Uh, the Brennan Schooler thing is kind of interesting because obviously his brother's supposed to be playing, making his debut for Texas Tech, Colin Schooler, the talented linebacker. Uh, so it, it is very possible we could see the two brothers going at it on Saturday. That is so cool. Can you imagine being, I was just thinking about this yesterday. Can you imagine being Brennan Schooler for a second? Like you were kind of up in the air about obviously from Oregon to Arizona to Texas at the literal last second, a week before uh, UTEP pretty much. And then obviously you get put on the field, you score a touchdown. And the, obviously the next game you're starting in the slot because of two uh, huge injuries. So he's just been in the right place at the right time. So I hope he takes advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. And he changed his number again. Oh time. yeah. Number 14 now. Uh, bouncing around a little bit. I mean, he went to 81 to 14, but you know, number that Joshua Moore had, uh, before he switched to number six. Uh, but yeah, I I mean, I think it's a cool story, Mm -hmm. Uh, you you know, getting to play against your brother and we'll see what kind of rivalry there is, uh, between the two, or if they're just excited to be out on the football field together. Obviously they were planning on playing together at the PAC 12 and then PAC 12 said they weren't going to play. And now they are going to play. Just on that topic alone, did you find it funny in that 24-7 sports article that Utah actually threatened to go to the Big 12? 
Yeah, I thought that was very odd. And it kind of came out of nowhere, I would say. So I'm not sure the validity of it, but I did see that floating around on Twitter this morning. That I thought it was hilarious, mostly because Utah just got spanked by Texas in the Valero Alamo Bowl. <laughs> so you're in a rush to come to this conference and get smacked around some more? Uh, maybe not, but it was still, it was still funny to, to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to dive more into the Big 12 slate of games that are coming up this weekend. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Rock Auto. When it comes to taking care of my truck, Rock Auto is the one place that I like to go. I needed a new oil pump, so I went to rockauto.com. I got the new oil pump. I got it installed. It was very quick. It was easy. I just typed in my make, my model, and it propped everything that I need. I needed a new headlight. So what did I do? I went to rockauto.com. I got the new headlight. I got it installed. took me less than five minutes. I didn't have to call anybody. I didn't have to get anybody to help me do it. It's really easy. So what I'm saying is anytime that you need something, rockauto.com. Every make, every model, it's affordable, low prices and everything that you need without having to pay those prices when you go to an O'Reilly and AutoZone. Just check them out. Go to rockauto.com. When you check out in the little drop-down box, just tell a Lockdown Longhorn sent you. Okay, so, so we have five games going on this weekend. Going to be interesting. I want to know, as far as the Big 12 is concerned, what is your non-Texas game that you're looking Mm -hmm. forward to watching? Mine is, yeah, without a doubt, TCU-Iowa State. I think um, I'm looking for a couple of different things in this game, and I think whoever uh, comes out on top of this game is kind of going to be competing at that third or fourth spot within the Big 12. I think there's a major drop-off, and I think everyone believes there's a major major drop-off after Texas and OU, but I think whoever wins that could compete with Oklahoma State uh, for the third and fourth spot. But Iowa State obviously needs a huge bounce-back game, and TCU is still a wild card. Um, especially without uh, Dugan, even though he'll probably start the majority of the season. So uh, we know TCU has a good defense. Um, Purdy needs a bounce back game. So I'm definitely looking forward to watching that one. That could be a defensive slugfest in that game. Matthew Downing is making his first start uh, for TCU, uh, the walk-on transfer from Georgia. So, yeah, I mean, that is that is a good game to watch, and I think it's a, a one that people should pay attention to, obviously, like you said. The there's no Jalen Rager, so who's going to be their big play offensive player uh, mm-hmm. outside the quarterback position? Uh, Zachary Evans is a guy that you know a lot of people thought he might end up in Texas, and then his whole recruiting thing was it was just a bizarre uh, way to go about it. I yeah. guess ends up at TCU. How's he going to look? It's going to be interesting. You know, next week could we see a B. John Robinson versus Zachary Evans type of uh, hype train? Who knows? Probably not because, you know, the way that Texas likes to use their running backs. But I think you're right. I think it's a big game. Uh, Brock Purdy looked absolutely dreadful. Mm-hmm. Um, how is Matt Campbell going to have his football team ready to play? Uh, good thing is they're not playing the the Sun Belt Fun Belt this week. Uh, mm-hmm. They get TCU. Let's see how let's see how they look in that game. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how how TCU functions. It's going to be interesting to see will Dugan play at all. Um, you know, I, I spoke with Ari Temkin on yesterday's show and, you know, and he had mentioned that they had a similar situation last year with the Kansas State transfer. He started and then obviously Dugan ended up taking over. Could we see a similar situation where they do 
used the transfer to start the game, but Dugan comes in later. Uh, I don't know. That's going to be really interesting to watch. I just don't know what his conditioning is going to be like, considering you know he was dealing with the heart condition and they got it all cleared up, ready to go. How's he going to look if they do play? I don't. If he does play, I don't expect him to see him much. Uh, right. As far as my pick, uh, West Virginia, Oklahoma State. Uh, th- that game for me, West Virginia took care of Eastern Kentucky last week. Very quickly. I mean, they dispatched them. They didn't have any problems in that game. Uh, not a surprise. Mm-hmm. But but the reason why I'm so excited about this game, Cammy, before I, we get to your point, is I want to see how the Steels brothers do against that offensive line for Oklahoma State <laughs> that could not protect their quarterback against Tulsa. Yeah, I that's a great pick, actually. That's probably my runner-up in terms of the games I'll be looking for this weekend. But I, West Virginia, I don't know whether to take them seriously or not yet. They obviously looked good against lower competition, which everyone should um, with their non-conference game. But I don't know. I don't know whether to take them seriously or not. If they can come out and um, look solid against a team like Oklahoma State, then they might be one to look out for that we haven't been mentioning. We've been mentioning how TCU and Baylor are kind of the two wild cards. But I guess at this point you could throw West Virginia in there as well. Yeah, West Virginia – it's going to be interesting to see how Jarrett Daigie does in, in year two under Neil Brown. Obviously he transferred in last year, eventually took over as a starting quarterback. I want to see how they look, uh, you know, against, you know, stiffer competition. Uh, obviously last week, Oklahoma state made their debut. Uh, Spencer Sanders is likely not playing this game. He's got a high ankle. Uh, so they're going to go with the freshman Illinger who's, who's got a good arm, but with that offensive line, can Chuba Hubbard get going in this game? Uh, it took him a, a long time to really get going in the game against Tulsa. Uh, do they do something similar with Tylen Wallace where they bracket him and they don't really let him get involved in the passing game until late? Uh, you know, and I will say this, that West Virginia has a much better run game and a much better passer than they saw last week in Tulsa. Oh, that'll be it. Yeah, those two games, those are going to be uh, big indicators in terms of moving forward in the Big 12. So I'm excited. Uh, the the other games, obviously, we got uh, Baylor, Kansas. Uh, Baylor is big favorites in that game. Uh, can the quarterback stay healthy? That's that's the big thing. I mean, he had the issues with the concussions. I think if he can stay healthy, he gives Baylor a chance. Um, you know, with Larry Fedora, who was an analyst with Texas last year, now running the offense there. Uh, and then, obviously, we have Oklahoma, Kansas State. Oklahoma, again, big favorites. But Kansas State won this game last year. Yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect Oklahoma to just completely dominate Kansas State. Obviously, I think Oklahoma is going to come out on top when it's all said and done. But I think Kansas State um, has enough talent to make it a decent game. All right, let's get into our game picks real quick before we get into what Joel Klatt said. Uh, let, let's start with the Oklahoma-Kansas State game. Oklahoma's favored by 27.5, over under 60.5. What do you think in that game? Ooh, I'm going to pick Oklahoma straight up, and um, I think I'll say Kansas State's going to cover the spread. I think Oklahoma comes out to make a statement. They cover four okay. touchdowns. Uh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. They're going to go over the 16.5 points, I think, uh, but I do think Oklahoma wins wins that one big. They're looking for a statement. They're looking for retribution. Um, and as we talked about, I think both Texas and Oklahoma need style points uh, with right. how the conferences look. Uh, let's go Iowa State, TCU. 
Uh, TCU is a two and a half point dog at home at Amon G. Carter Stadium. Uh, over under 43 and a half. How do you feel about that one? Gosh, this one's hard. Two and a half is all. Um, man, for some reason, I, I've been thinking this all week. I really think TCU is going to win this game. I don't know if it's just because of how Iowa State looked last week or what, but I think I'm going to pick TCU here. Uh, I On the road, two and a half point favorite. I am going to take the more experienced quarterback in Brock Purdy. I think they cover that two and a half. They win straight up. Uh, I, I just don't. I don't believe in TCU with that quarterback. I yeah. probably would feel a little bit better with Dugan, you know, but but the fact that they're going with Downey, who I'm not real sure about. So I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Iowa State in this game. Uh let's go here. West Virginia, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's a six and a half point favorite at home. Yeah, I'm picking Oklahoma State straight up in this one. Um six and a half. Uh I'll probably uh, – yeah, I think Oklahoma State will probably win by, like, 10 or so, so I'm taking that. I'm going West Virginia. <laughs> we picked opposite on every game. Well, uh, let me rephrase. I'm I'm taking oh, West Virginia cover. Yeah, I think yeah. they cover. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer game than many anticipate. Uh, so when I look mm-hmm. at that game. Um, and then, obviously, like we said, the other game that we're going to look at is Baylor-Kansas. Baylor is a 17-point favorite at home over under 61.5. I got Baylor big. Oh, yeah. That, one, that one's a no-brainer. Me too. Baylor all the way. All right. Well, we're going to get into our picks for Texas coming up as far as who are our locks, who are our X-factors on both sides of the ball, and then we'll finally pick the game and see if Camus is more confident in Texas to cover the spread this time around. All right, Cam. So Texas Tech is a, this is an interesting game because I think this is the first test for Chris Ash's defense. Obviously, they weren't really challenged last week uh, mm-hmm. with a team that put up three points. I mean, the only time that they, you know, they they played against FCS opponents, and even then they had trouble moving the football, uh, but they did win. Looking at this one, I think that you know Texas Tech's offense. I mean, they've averaged thirty points a game for as long as I can remember. Uh, going back to Mike Leach time, and then uh, even with Tuberville and Neil Brown, they were able to, you know, a little bit of air raid. Uh, so when I'm looking at this team, I mean, Alan Bowman, I think, is a talented quarterback. But much like I said about Charlie Brewer, can he stay healthy? He hasn't proven that he can play a full season yet. Right. Uh, so I think if if Bowman can stay healthy, they're going to be a really good football team. They got a really good trio of wide receivers plus more guys uh, on their roster. I mean, they have eight to eight guys who could catch a ball for their Texas Tech at any point, and they like to shuffle them in. But uh, you look at Kishon Carter, TJ Vasher, uh, if that name sounds familiar, that is Nathan Vasher's nephew. Uh, and and then obviously you have Eric uh, Ezukama, who's who's another guy, big six foot three wide receiver. So they got a good trio. I think this defense is going to be tested. Uh, let's let's go ahead and start with our defensive X factor in this game. Uh, are you going to go with somebody in the secondary? Uh, maybe somebody up front. Who who do you got makes a difference in this game for Texas? Actually, neither. And I know you're probably shocked at that, but I think Tech being somewhat of an air raid offense, like you just mentioned, and what they're capable of doing in the air, it's easy to say defensive back here. That was my original thought, but I'm going to go a different route than I usually take and say overshown at linebacker. I think 
he enjoys playing the position right now and I'm expecting big things from him and Texas really needs him to step up uh, there in the middle. So I'm going with Overshown here. I mean, that's that's a good pick. I mean, especially considering Sir Roderick Thompson, their running back is a guy who can, uh, you know, he ran for over 100 yards last week against uh, Houston Baptist, had a couple touchdowns. Uh, I think the run game is something that you got to stop. Um, you got to try and limit their effectiveness when running the football. Uh, and I think Overshone's a good a good one. I think either you could go either way with him or Jawan Mitchell in the middle. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking at that, uh, my key for this game is Caden Stearns. Can Caden Stearns be the difference maker on the back end uh, with the amount that they like to throw the ball around uh, as that kind of that center fielder? Uh, can he can he take away some of those passing routes? Can he come up and make a play? Uh, I'm looking for a Stearns a Stearns to be a key factor two weeks in a row against Texas Tech. Obviously, his brothers uh, had huge games against Texas mm-hmm. Tech two weeks ago. Uh, but I'm looking for Stearns in this game. Can he make Can he make a key turnover? Can he make a key tackle? I'm gonna say Caden Stearns, and he's gonna intercept Alan Bowman in this game. Ooh. Uh, so, so that's my uh, that's my bold prediction. My X factor on the defensive side. Now let's switch. Let's switch sides real quick, Cammy. Let's talk offense. Mm-hmm. This one's much harder. Yeah. yeah. So on the offensive side of the ball, obviously last week we know the numbers: mm-hmm. four hundred twenty-six yards passing, five touchdowns. Yeah. Who's going to be your offensive player of the week? Is it the quarterback Sam Ellinger who went off in the first half? Is it maybe Joshua Moore, Tariq Black, Kai Money? Is Kai Money going <laughs> to come up with another touchdown? <laughs> Um, hey, you never know. I, I'm not going to count that guy out. So he might actually have another touchdown, but he's not my X factor. And I think every game, I guess I would put on the offensive side, Sam is an X factor. So I'm not going to name him here. But this one's tricky for me because obviously they spread the ball around at ease against UTEP. And I, I paid close attention to Herman's comments this week, and he basically reiter- reiterated that he wants to have a solid run game and he's going to continue trying to run the ball. And so I, I'm, I'm leaning towards a running back here. And if I were to pick one, I think I'm going to obviously take my pet cat and Roshan Johnson. But I also think Tariq Black is probably going to have a huge game. And um, you could even – we were talking about 12 personnel. You can even name one of the tight ends. So this one's tricky to me. But if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with Roshan. Is it a cop-out if I say Sam Ellinger? <laughs> no, but he really is the X factor of every matchup probably. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to say – I, like you, am going to pick a running back, but I am going to go with Keontae Ingram. Yeah. Uh, I think the, his ability to not only run the football, catch the football out of the backfield, uh, because I think, like, Texas Tech has some really good linebackers. Rico Jeffers is back this year. They're supposed to have Colin Schooler. They had some guys that transferred in. Uh, so, obviously, their linebacking core, uh, I think, are, are really good, and I think it's going to come down to – those linebackers against these running backs. See, the if pack. that's the case, I think Roshan will, will run someone over, and I think that's the guy you need back there. Well, I mean, yeah, but we, we've seen Keontae do it. We've seen Keontae pull a Ezekiel Elliott and jump over people. Okay, so, I mean, he can he can do it all. Uh, no, but he's a, he's a guy that I really look at, and I think uh, he's going to be a factor. I think the running backs are really going to be a factor. Uh, I could easily have said, you know, yeah. more in this one i could have said sam Tariq black so let, me, let me ask you about one of the tight ends because we know it could be any of the wide receivers or running backs right they're they're pretty solid at depth there what tight end do you think is going to come out and have the most receptions against texas tech oh, man you know i want to say my guy Braden Lybrock, but i just don't feel like they're going to give him a 
enough opportunity. So if, if there was a tight end to pick, uh, probably Cade Brewer because he's the most established receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. You could probably say Malcolm Epps, but I think, you know, he's not going to see the field as much as maybe some of the other guys. I mean, I think it comes down to him or Jared Wiley. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Wiley is a good, uh, I guess, runner up in terms of could be a potential X factor that yeah. people forget about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Wiley. Uh, I think he's more. I mean, he's a big target. I mean, he's six seven. Um, so he he's a guy who could come up big in the red zone uh, as they get closer. Uh, all right, let me give me get one more X factor from you. Who is your X factor for Texas Tech? Who's the guy that they're gonna have to watch out for offensively or defensively? Oh, I think it's Bowman for sure. <clears throat> I think um, if Tech is going to be obviously Bowman, their quarterback. I think if Tech is even going to be somewhat in this game, he's going to have to play near flawless. And so uh, I know it's an easy X factor pick, but um, yeah, he's going to have to have a monster game if they hope to hang in there with Texas. I think it's their, their running back, Sirajic Thompson. He's the star of that offense. I think, Uh, you know, obviously Bowman is talented and he's the quarterback and he touches the ball more than anybody, obviously. Uh, But I think if, if Texas can slow down that run game, it really hurts that Texas Tech offense that likes to try to be balanced under David Yost and Matt Wells. And so that's why I'm looking at that game. Uh, all right, let's 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 talk game pick uh, before we get out of here. Um, who you got in this game, Cameron? Let me go over the let me go over the numbers one more time. The last time I checked, it was it was an 18 point game. I think it still is. I know it was last night, still 18. I don't know if it changed this morning. Yeah, so it's it's 17 and a half, according to Bet MGM. Over under is 70.5. Uh, do they cover? Do they go the over? What do you got, Gamey? Yeah, I think, um, I think Texas is for sure. Uh, I've been saying about three touchdowns. I, I'm still going to say they're going to. Um, completely dominate Texas Tech, probably win by around 21 or so. If it were probably in the mid to late uh, 20s of a spread, I'd be a little bit more hesitant to pick Texas all the way here. But, um, yeah, I think 6.5 is easy enough for them. 16.5. It's actually 17.5. Oh, 17? Where did I get 16 from? Because that was the opening. Maybe I meant – oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I think anything under 20 is a no-brainer to pick Texas all the way here. All right. Give me give me Texas 49, Texas Tech 21. Uh, I got four touchdown. I got a four touchdown win by the the boys in uh, Orange. And so out, did you see Horns 24-7's predictions? A lot of them had it like a 10-point game. Not a lot. I, but I mean about I, half of them had about a 10-point spread. I'm gonna need to see a lot more from Texas Tech for me to believe in them. Um, and, you know, obviously, they struggled to put up 35 against the Houston Baptist team that they were projected to win, by, or the money line was 40 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think that they should have been that close at all. And, and until I see them do that against stiffer competition, I, I'm not I'm not believing in that Texas Tech offense. Uh, I think the defense is pretty good. They got some playmakers who can really help out. But, yeah, I'm going Texas big in that one. Uh, but that's going to do it for this edition of the Lockdown Longhorns podcast. Make sure you tune in Monday. We're going to break it down, and we're going to start getting you ready for TCU next week. But for Cammie, I'm Patrick, and as always, keep it locked on. Hook em.